Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Welcome. Today's guest is Anne Scotland, emotional wellness specialist, teaching professionals how to rediscover joy in their lives and work, and author of a book titled Love for Joy. Welcome. Hi, thank you, Evelina. You are a specialist in rediscovering joy, and I really love this topic. I love this so much because I can see in my clients as well that we kind of forget how to embrace joy. Once we get into adulthood, it was like we got all this memo that I don't remember getting (laughs) that we're not allowed to have joy anymore. So from your experience, what is the number one reason that we, I don't know, forget how to celebrate joy and what are the consequences? Yeah, I think it's, it is kind of um, that unavoidable programming in childhood. Mm. Um, Take life seriously, you know, focus on your homework, stop jumping on the couch, you're going to break it. Um, A lot of the messages that our parents didn't mean at all in a bad way, of course, but uh, sort of that being completely spontaneous in our spontaneous self, you Mm -hmm. know, um, screaming and yelling when we're having fun, but it needs to be quiet for the grownups. Um, kind of gives you that idea that being being in your authentic self isn't okay. Um, you know, even the other extreme too, you know, sometimes if there's too much crying, parents are like, okay, come on, stop it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You know, let's get on with it, you know. So um, sort of this um, shortening or narrowing of what emotions are allowed. And then also this idea that we have to take life so seriously. You have to take school seriously. You have to take work seriously. You have to, um, meaning if you're not, if you're not like working against challenge um, and focusing, uh, you're not a good person or you're not accomplishing what's expected. And I think that's where it first begins. And that is powerful because I see this with my clients all the time as a hypnotherapist. I work a lot with subconscious mind. And the conditioning that we receive in an early year is absolutely plays such a huge role in our lives as we go through life. And we don't even know for the most part, we don't understand to what extent what we heard 
in those early years still plays out in our lives, whether we want to admit to ourselves or not. Mm -hmm. You hear it sometimes in your subconscious if you're tuned into that, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something, you're wasting time sitting at your desk, but you're, you know, mm. you're playing online or you're doing something else, right? You're not, you're shopping, <laughs> you're doing something and you're supposed to be working and, and you hear this voice. It's almost this like, it's like, get back to work, get back to work, yeah. you know, and get back to work. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and not that we can't focus and create order and structure in our lives, but um, that structure also is sort of, it's constantly a correcting um, mm. as opposed to just being in the moment, right? And I think that in real life, because I very much like to talk about real life when it comes to emotional wellness, I mean, not everything can be perfectly ideal. <laughs> you know, how can we find a balance um, to focus on our joy and um, find ways to integrate that into our life again? <laughs> and would you say, that is actually playing a huge role in entrepreneurial life because we think that we have to be busy 24 7 because otherwise we won't be successful or we think like we're wasting time we're actually taking a step back and celebrating those achievements and taking a moment to just be in a moment actually would be benefit us so much more than that constant doing Absolutely. Um, the constant work and even a constant uh, distraction, whether that's work or, you know, sometimes even uh, more of mental wellness, you know, say depression, both. Mm. And a lot of entrepreneurs deal with a lot of depression because there's a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I remember when I went through a particularly tough uh, time in my life, it was actually a divorce. And uh, it's a very, very um, tough time of upheaval in my life. And I was um, very depressed and very just kind of in my own world. I wasn't really interacting with others. And as I started to heal, I remember walking out on my front porch one day and I lived, uh, there was like trees and some nature around me there. And all of a sudden I heard the birds singing and it occurred to me that I hadn't heard birds singing in like six months because the birds were there, but I wasn't tuned in. Mm. I was completely focused on myself or my, you know, basically my depression or my, you know, or our work or whatever, where we're so not in the moment, we forget to notice the things that bring us joy, whatever those are for you. You know, um, I know we were talking before the show, how much you love, you know, sunny, warm weather yeah. and, <laughs> you know, but someone can get stuck in indoors in the air conditioning all summer, just focused and not really, you know, taking that 10 minutes to just go sit outside in front of your office and just sit back in a chair and mm -hmm. let the sun wash over your body and, and bring you that healing and joy and just being in the moment, especially with nature, which is especially healing, I think. Absolutely. And I think that goes to into something I learned from one of my mentors, attention. Where we keep our attention is where the energy flows, where our focus flows. And this is exactly what we're going to get. Sounds simple. It took me a while to really get it because I was like, yeah, yeah, I understand, but I really didn't. Where is our attention? This is exactly what a life, universe, God, call it as you want, will deliver. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yes. And there is, you know, there is that aspect of our participation. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people want a magic fix. Um, mm -hmm. You know, can you snap your fingers and I can have a more joyful life or I can have, um, you yeah. know, a million pounds or a million dollars or a million euros, right? Whatever it is. Um, but we do have to kind of actively participate. And, and as you know, because you do so much work with the subconscious, um, our thoughts are so important. Absolutely. Um, it really comes in the order the way I see it. It's it's beliefs and then thoughts and then emotions like they're generated in that order, uh, typically. So getting down to the deep parts of the work, which I know is what you do a lot, mm -hmm. which is getting back to beliefs about oneself, um, formative uh, impacts that of childhood and how that, oh, I must be this kind of person or that kind of person, or I was always told this, so I must be this. Mm -hmm. Or we don't even think about it anymore. We just live that way. Oh, I don't deserve to be happy or I don't deserve to have abundance and, and, and make the money that I want or need or, um, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough or, you know, whatever those messages are, those are our beliefs. And from that flows our thoughts all day long and our behavior. And then from there, our feelings and emotions. And we wonder why we're down or unhappy so often. <laughs> mm, unfortunately, yes. And it, we, we fuel those stories over and over. We've accepted as ours when, for the most part, we just heard something and we just adopted this. And it's so unfortunate that we not even question the beliefs that we have. We just accept them without a second thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're just unfortunate but i was as guilty as anyone else out there before i started yeah. doing the work yes and i wish they teach all of this like mindfulness meditation for the mm. power of word and for the if they taught us at school oh my god like the whole world would have been in such a better place and this is this is something that i know um i know of several people in the world and it's not what this is our topic is today but that are working to get that more into school systems, um, literally transforming the world. You know, we went through um, so many different stages in history, you know, and in, mm. in the industrial revolution, which was all hard sweat. And you went to work every day and you were grateful just to have a job in the factory, even though you were, you know, your boss was screaming at you and you're abused and you didn't make much money because you had food on the table and you had a job and this was like survival, but it was better than starving, um, you know, or having a farm when bad weather happened, at least if you're, you know, making steel, you could still um, put food on the table because someone else was making sure you had money. You didn't have to grow your own food, you know, and, and then moving into more of the technology world and, and everything else, this idea that we're constantly um, controlled by our environment instead of being able to relax and just let let those positive vibrations in. And I think by bringing that into the classroom, bringing that to children, teaching in school, that you don't have to push so hard. Hmm. And that's a different message than, oh, you don't have to study if you don't want to, or everybody wins, or <laughs> yeah. it's more of learning to love and appreciate yourself as you are in the moment. And then you do the work that is necessary, but without the judgment, you know, we'd have so much less and, you know, in, in this country and, you know, we have so much problems with violence in schools and mm. high suicide rates and, 
you know, even in kids, even in young kids. And I think that teaching them that mindfulness, teaching them to reconnect with whatever that spirit part of themselves is, however you want to define that, um, having autonomy, because that's what's really taken away when we're mostly, when we're so very young is our autonomy and we're, we're forced to live in a cookie cutter shape of someone else has made. Mm, absolutely not. And whoever's doing this work, I, I have <laughs> the best <laughs> vibes sending their way. Um, but going back to Joe, what has made you to decide this is the work that you want to do? Oh, good question. So, uh, yes. So I was, you know, um, fortunate enough to have a good, happy childhood when I was very young. And I definitely, you know, have that joy, like you see on child children's faces and infants, even babies, right? And they're playing. Um, but once I got just old enough to recognize my environment, um, I, and once I understood like the social aspects of life, um, things were changing for me. Um, I grew up in an extreme extremist, um, right-wing um, religious group um, in the United States. It was Christian, but um, extraordinarily conservative. So um, believing the end of the world was very near um you know we were born to be either martyrs or missionaries pretty much is what we were training for as children um lived way out in the country we were growing our own food wearing long dresses uh i was homeschooled till i was almost 16 um and by homeschool not like now where you have other groups of children i mean just alone just me and my two little brothers um and there was a lot of formulas you know like all religions in the world none of which are intrinsically good or bad but there was a lot of formulas around you have to do all these things and keep all these rules. But ironically, even in such a kind of strict state, the proof that you were doing it right, that you were doing religion right, was that you're supposed to have joy, be very joyful, mm. <laughs> which is just sort of funny. Um, so, you know, sometimes I was, but other times I was not. You know, as a young teenager, I was very depressed a lot, very isolated, uh, lonely. And really struggling to kind of find that joy. Um, and it's a very long journey of me getting out of that environment well into my young adulthood. Um, my first marriage, um, when coming from such a um, isolated environment, I wasn't very prepared for the real world. Um, and eventually that marriage failed and um, uh, because of things I wasn't prepared for and didn't understand and being with someone who had sociopathic tendencies and so then i just found myself very alone and just so very unhappy and distrusting the systems and the belief structures that i had been taught and feeling like they had all failed me and i really decided <clears throat> you know if i'm going to be here in this world there has to be a way to find joy to live joy without a formula without having to believe a certain set of beliefs, just being spontaneously joyful. What is that that I see in an infant, in a toddler, in a young child, just like this intrinsic happiness. And as I studied it and began to learn how to practice it in my own life, I really realized it has never really left us. We've just pushed it down or covered it up or switched it off. Um, it is still who our inner intrinsic spirit is. I think joy is the birthright of every human being. And some people don't get to, to 
connect to it as much as others, but it really is our birthright. You know, life is joy and pain, but if you just shut out joy, you're only left with pain. <laughs> so let's reconnect. So I started a journey of studying um, emotional wellness and psychology and neuroscience and really finding what it takes to have happiness, to find happiness. And then as I began to learn and grow and find it in my own life, my mission really became to share that with others. Um, I've always been uh, you know, a teacher, a coach and in these kinds of positions. And so it's like, how do I share this with others? And that's how my work was born, which was let's take a lot of that technical information and science personal experience, working with the many, many clients I've worked with over the years. And let's bring it to people in a simple, easy to apply formula that is just um, making small changes every day to bring joy back into your life. It doesn't, you don't have to go sit cross-legged on a hill for 20 years. You don't have to completely change your diet. You don't have to go to a specific religious organization, just little things about reconnecting to who you already really are, you know, deep inside. So that's where my mission came from. Mm, that's powerful. And that kind of brings me to my childhood, which wasn't very joyful <laughs> at all. Um, I had to grow up very quickly because uh, my grandma died when I was eight. I had to grow up and then my brother was born when I was 11, 12. So yeah. that's kind of those end to my childhood. Wow. So joy wasn't part of my life much because, well, I was left with a lot of adult grown up responsibilities at the age when I really wasn't prepared for that in any yeah. shape or form. So joy of rediscovering that joy in my life was quite a journey and still is. And, um, you know, many, many years later. So what would be your best advice for people like me? You know, I never really developed joy as a child or never really had much time for that because I had to grow up so quickly. How do you rediscover joy or allow yourself to feel that joy again? Yes. No, such a really excellent question. And I get that question a lot. And for me, it starts with uh, very simply just creating awareness, creating awareness of what brings you joy and what takes it away. Instead of just charging through our day, doing our work and <clears throat> interacting with the people or family or friends or professionals that we have to interact with and just, you know, get from breakfast to dinner and then you watch TV and you go back to bed and you're, we're not really, we're not giving ourselves any space for self-evaluation. Mm. That's not any kind of punishing self-evaluation because some people they do that and they just feel guilty about all the things they didn't get done or what the right. they got impatient that day with their kid or you know this is more just evaluating your joy what takes it from you and what brings it to you and um actually i have a free journal for your listeners if they're interested it's um a joy journal and it's just seven days and it's very little writing and it's beautiful it's got beautiful color illustrations and you, in the morning, you set some intentions, you answer a couple of questions about what you're going to watch for today. So it's sort of like you help decide your assignment for the day about creating the awareness around the joy in your life. And then in the evening, you write a couple sentences that kind of, and answers a couple questions that reports back. So it just starts a habit. I, I've had people who've used it, you know, you can use it digitally online or you can print it out, um, you know, more than one week. They, re, you know, redid it, started mm. fresh because they're like, I'm really starting to see what's changing. And I'll, I'll share that URL with you now and at the end, if you'd like. So it's just building a, a habit of 
yes. seeing that joyful moments yes and the intention behind it yes so sometimes things take joy away that we don't even think about mm. um you know sometimes some people uh i lived in los angeles for a long time and you know traffic there to get three or four miles could take you an hour and a half <laughs> i mean it's just <laughs> in and by the time you got there you were so stressed out and so you know it, you're just like stressed out for the rest of the day so but but then you think well everybody has to do it it must just be fine mm -hmm. um you know and not that we can always avoid traveling to appointments but are there ways you could make it simpler are there ways you could go sooner and run be earlier and not end up stressed um uh sometimes um just people that we hang out with you know we kind of forget that this person we you know maybe a friend or an acquaintance or a business person that we see a lot um, is constantly in a negative frame of mind, constantly mm. talking negatively, complaining, gossiping, complaining about how the world is all like terrible and <laughs> there's nothing positive or hopeful or bright or optimistic. It doesn't mean you can't be that person's friend, but how much time are you spending with that person? Mm, and that's powerful. Is it really pulling away from you? And, and these are the things where you start to little notice um, in your life when you become observant when you start paying attention. And then of course, on the reverse side, what are the things that really bring you joy? Um, I love dogs. I love all animals, but I love dogs. So my dogs bring me so much joy. I wake up in the morning and they're literally like, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> you know, I'm crawling all over. I have three mini schnauzers, three mm. rescue mini schnauzers. <laughs> they're a lot of joy and energy. They literally almost give me a reason to wake up in the morning because that just for me personally that brings me a lot of joy um for other people um and myself as well being creative mm -hmm. a lot of times we get so stuck in our work from our routines and our family and school and kids and whatever that is that we forget how much we are creative beings and that we need to exercise that we need an outlet for that you know whether that's um just drawing on a pad while you watch TV, just sketching, making pictures. Maybe you love to draw. Maybe you love to write. Could you get up an extra 30 minutes earlier in the morning and write whatever kind of writing that is, whether that's journaling or creative writing or whatever, mm. um, or building things with our hands. Or for me, I love actually, I love cooking. To me, it's a science and it's beautiful and it's art. And I like how it looks and how it's presented and how that gives me a lot of pleasure. Some people like working with plants. It might just be two geraniums on the porch, but it's plants, it's a living thing. Um, how often do you get out in nature? And nature doesn't have to be a big long drive or bus ride somewhere. It can really be just the park that's close to you or mm -hmm. sitting in your own back garden or, you know, and- Oh, just, keeping simple, is it? Just Yes, simplifying. Can you put the phone down? Can you leave the phone in the house and go sit down outside for 10 minutes? <laughs> that can be a struggle for a lot of people these days. <laughs> I know people very close to me who can't do that. <laughs> but it starts to, it's incredible when you do that. A certain kind of, the first couple times it feels awkward because you feel like you're missing something. But then after yeah. that, whew, you feel yeah, like this, addictive. this pressure relieved. This pressure is relieved. And you're just like, it is that suddenly you notice there were birds singing or the sun was shining. Mm. I love the rain. If it's like a light rain, 
I love walking in the yeah. rain. It's just connecting, right? And just uh, paying attention. Because if you're scrolling your phone, you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. You're not hitting the wind whistling or the rain or the birds, anything. No. And we've kind of forgotten that we're not our phones. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we we think our entire life revolves around electronics, and that's actually how we are defined ourselves in many ways. People mm -hmm. now, social media, their website is online. Everything is who I really am is living in this virtual yeah. space. When really, you're still a tangible flesh and blood mammal human piece of nature not like we go out and look at nature we are nature every time we take a breath that's nature every time mm. we walk on our feet that's nature nature is who we are not living in some you know imaginary electronic space so just getting back connected to ourselves and when i work with people in my retreats and other environments and just taking some of these simple steps it's amazing people get so emotional they're like i haven't even like really breathed for mm. a long time or like just like oh my god who am i without all the craziness like whew, what a relief uh, and i think for us women especially so much harder because we get so many messaging about being a perfect mother a perfect wife a perfect daughter mother and everything else and we put so much pressure on ourselves that we forgot that we actually have the right to experience joy as much as our children and husband and everyone else who's in our lives absolutely and the people around you know they sense whether you're putting on a happy face because you mm. think they you want them to think you're happy or whether you're actually spontaneously intrinsically joyful um you can smile and grit your teeth and hand out breakfast because you're mm. <laughs> Or you can actually be happy, be joyful in a relaxed way. Again, that's kind of taking life less seriously. It doesn't mean you love anyone any less. It just means that it's okay to be. And this kind of example is so powerful to those people around us and, and impactful. You know, the energy, the tone we set in the room with the people we live with um, is huge and mm. it's, we can't always have everything perfectly, but when we take care of ourselves, if you can get up that extra 20 minutes early and just, you know, exercise or go for a walk outside or meditate or just have a conversation with yourself and start, don't start thinking about the day yet. Just kind of take care of who is your inner self, your spirit, your mind, your soul, your, your body, just Ah, <sighs> connecting mm -hmm. and like it's going to be okay you're not thinking about the bills it's like thinking about how far we've come often when we think of the past we think of you know things that didn't go well but how about the fact that your body has kept you alive this long mm -hmm. <laughs> what about the fact that most of us have plenty of food and a roof over our heads um and live in relative safety what about the fact that yeah, the sun is out, the birds are singing, or even it's cloudy, but the colors of the flowers are more beautiful when it's cloudy. Um, just being and, and just, just rediscovering the little things that bring us joy, that can take our stress down a few notches, that helps us relax. It helps mm -hmm. us notice the joyful things better throughout the day, helps us notice them with our family members. Um, <laughs> 
I, I don't have kids, but I'm an overgrown kid. Oh, my husband <laughs> gets a laugh out of me. And it just because I'm just that person that like, I'll just run out into the woods with my arms up and like, it's like, I just want to hug nature. I want to hug the world. And I sit on the floor and color and I do just, you know, like, who cares what people think? That's the big exactly. thing. That, uh, that is a big one because so many people are afraid of the judgment and that is stopping them from happiness, from joy, from success, from putting themselves out there when they're building their businesses for asking the guy for a day. Just, it's crazy how much judgment we fear. Yeah, we fear the judgment so much that we're doing everything, that we're doing it wrong. Even building your business, even as an entrepreneur, you know, Yes, there's things to learn. And yes, there's important information that people need to understand about building a business and finances and money and structure. But we can get lost in the marketing and the social media mm. and all of these steps that just kind of enslave us, which is a very strong word, but it really can. Mm. Um, we get trapped in it and feel like it's the only way to grow or become successful. And forgetting that sometimes just being present and in flow and noticing what the world or the universe or God or whatever you want to call it brings across your path, you may miss incredible opportunities. If you're, if you're just sitting in a corner working on your social media all the time, you might have gone for a walk and met someone who could have been a great collaborator or networker or client, you know kind of realizing that getting back to just being human is okay. And when you're in that kind of flow, um, and when you have a mindset that good is coming and not, oh my God, how am I gonna pay this bill and pay that bill? Um, there's a certain release that happens and it allows the flow. You know, it's like, if you think of, of a hose or, you know, and you, you squeeze it mm -hmm. and the water can't really get through because you're, you're holding on so tight um, because you want to try to control it, make it go in a certain way. But if you can just let go a little bit, a lot of times the water then will be able to flow naturally and you don't have to work so hard to achieve what you want. You kind of answered my next question, <laughs> which was like how embracing joy can help listeners to maximize profits and impact in, you know, maximize the impact in, in a wider world. Yes. Well, one easy answer to that is uh, if we're just going to talk about traditional business for a moment, is your networking and marketing. People are smart, even they have such good instincts and they know whether when you're trying to sell, you're trying to sell them something. <laughs> what about when you're just in your authentic, happy self? What about when you're not like, okay, I got to make this sale. I got to push it. I got to do it right. I got to say the right things. What about just being your spontaneous self? What about letting your joy show up? Mm. Not faking it, just actually being joyful. People want to be with joyful people. People want to work with joyful people, collaborate with joyful people. People want to be around people that make them feel good and make them feel happier, make them feel better about themselves. So, and the most simple aspect is by letting your joy begin infiltrating your business, you become more attractive, not because you had to change anything, but because you're just spontaneously actually being who you really are. 
letting that joy overflow and, and that's attractive it attracts energy um and 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 also you know other ways of using is joy in your business is uh, i think just like how you even how you put your business together how you organize it how you create structure um how you organize your day is it a way that brings you pleasure or is it all just hard work um I have learned in recent years that it's so much better to be to stay in a space within reason of feeling good in the moment, mm. doing what I call punishing work, like doing things because you feel like you have to, um, as opposed to, um, you know, sometimes that means a shift in people's business and that can be really scary. Is your business really on target for the life you want to lead? Some people might be making a lot of money, but they don't really enjoy what they do. So you get to choose. Could you make a little less money and enjoy your work more? Um, because it's not just the bottom line that brings success, in my opinion. It's also how much you enjoy your life. Oh, absolutely. Because like you say, people can read your energy. And if you just hustling and grinding and pushing, they can really sense that. When you just embrace who you are, just be yourself, people can sense that too. They may not necessarily know what they're sensing, but they can sense that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, there's even a shift in, um, you know, again, I know that, you know, you and I as, as business women and entrepreneurs, we probably know and work with a lot of other um, business people and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. as well. You know, and when you're marketing your your company and your services there's also there's a difference in just how we frame things um we think of selling actually always feels like there's a little bit of pushing behind it like trying to achieve goals when we think of inviting people to participate in what we do to me there's a different energy now maybe mm -hmm. it's because i'm a writer and I, a writer and i just love words <laughs> so much but there's these nuances of inviting people to work with us inviting people to be part of what we do um coming from a more authentic center instead of like trying to be numbers driven uh and even yeah and the willingness to ask you can ask and invite people it doesn't have to be pushing but asking and inviting now that's not the same for everyone i mean my husband's a salesperson so he lives in a very traditional sales space you know he sells software he's you know that's his whole world and there's a certain way of doing business, but even within that context, you know, you can push push for a sale or you can invite people to feel comfortable in your space mm. and make them feel safe and cared for and make them want to work with you. Um, you know, that is also a huge factor in achieving the bottom line. I like to frame sales as a service. I'm here to serve and everyone, anyone and everyone who's ready and I can help will come to me rather than, oh my God, I need to push the sales because that feels a bit more cringy and doesn't sit right with me. But when I'm talking about service, I'm here to serve, to help others and anyone who's ready to work with me will come forward. I just feels so much lighter. Yes. Me. And the opportunity to invite and you and I work in industries of emotional wellness and personal growth and so you know personal development and so um, the kind of 
you know, services that we offer, and many of your listeners probably work in similar fields, or some of them do, uh, it really is an invitation. So you do have to ask, mm. you don't have to push, but you do have to ask. So yes, the universe can bring you some <laughs> great leads, but also, you know, get out there and, and remember, just as you said, that you are offering a service. You know, when you're approaching an organization or a group or individuals, it's like, if I can ever help you with this, or if I could bring a program of this to your group, or um, I would love to be of service and see what I can do. I mean, how that's so inviting. And, um, you know, being out there. And, and when you're in your joy, it's easier. <laughs> mm -hmm. We well, yeah, just do it without the push and that, yeah. oh my God, that has to happen. Just, I'm just going to show up my joyful self, the best self I can be, and just leave the rest to higher yes. power. And, yes. Yes. and my intention is that everything will work out as it's supposed to. And, you know, and I, I believe in that. I really do. And and not everyone is going to be able to embrace that formula, formula because they, they need, I guess, rather a formula. They kind of need to see the numbers and reverse engineer things. And, mm. and that's fine, too. But you can bring these nuances to it and prioritize your joy. Now, some people are just are, are accountants and they love working with numbers. That's great. So in that environment, prioritize your joy and make sure that you are getting, you know, what is, is that bring you enough joy? Or do you also need to do something creative in your free time? Mm. Or do you like to go hiking on the weekends? Or, you know, just don't get lost in it. Find those little awarenesses of what brings you joy and what takes your joy away. Awesome. That's a really good advice. And I guess maybe not for everyone, but just be open. Just open your mind to the possibility of what embracing joy on a daily basis. Simple steps. It doesn't have to be a massive mm -hmm. thing. How is that can actually benefit your overall well-being? Because I think well-being is the highest state that you can ever be. Yes. And if you work with people in person, because a lot of people work virtually now, but a lot of people still work in offices or in, you know, in environments where you're working with other people, you know, living in your joy is a huge um, and powerful aspect of becoming a better team member, having better interactions at work, offering better customer service, being less resistant to everything. Um, so you bring that energy with you wherever you go. And I like to, it brings me joy to bring other people joy. And mm -hmm. maybe that's just me, but I think for many people that's true. So uh, that's also fun. That's just fun. Mm -hmm. You know, finding ways to get people to smile or laugh or, you know, something that perks up their day just in the course of your normal work is brings you joy. Bringing joy to others, that's the secret sauce. That's the secret formula. Uh, to me is um, bringing joy to others if you're stuck and feeling like your joy is a little bit low. Uh, some people kind of teach that, oh, you can't have something until you give, I mean, you can't give something away until you have it yourself. And I understand the principle that they mean, <clears throat> but I think joy can be an exception because you can have a really rotten day and do something nice for someone else, put a smile on their face and you start feeling better immediately. So I think joy is one of those things where yeah, if you're just really focused on yourself and really miserable today, go out and see what you can do to bring a smile or a joy to 
one or two or three people and, and see how your own energy starts to shift. Mm -hmm. And I think it's proven by science actually doing something for someone else lifts us up. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, we tend to forget when we're isolating and just, you know, focusing on the negative and um, that, that we are pack animals and that we do, mm -hmm. we do derive positive energy from good interactions with others. So, and we can create that. You can create mm -hmm. that. And I was having a really bad day recently and uh, I don't even remember what, of course, what was going on, but, oh, probably it was technology. I was having some tech issue <laughs> driving me nuts. And I was just finally, so I ended up on the phone with, you know, Apple support, Apple care, <laughs> and I'm on hold and finally get this customer service person. And, and she was working to take care of me and we had to wait for a while for a few things to, to iron out. And so we mm -hmm. started chatting a little bit and, um, she started, I don't know what I came up with. I, I'd asked where she was located and I said, I was, um, you know, ended up going to be traveling and doing a retreat soon. And we just started talking. Turns out she's like, wow, I really want to travel. I was like, well, you should. She's like, yeah, I've spent all this time getting my, my, you know, my career going. And now I finally have my own house, but I haven't given myself the opportunity to travel. I'm like, well, travel doesn't have to be fancy or outrageously expensive. So I was just, you know, I'm a coach too, right? So I was just kind of giving her like a the yeah. two minute coaching session on while we're just waiting. And she got so excited and she was just like, you know what, I'm going to do it. She's like, tonight I'm going to go home. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to plan a trip. I'm going to go. And she was just like, thank you so much. And, you know, by the time it was over, she'd resolved my tech issue and she was happy and I was happy. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know, but it wasn't so much the tech issue being solved. It was, you know, getting the seat feeling the excitement on the phone of someone else who starts getting excited about life and things that would bring them joy um, mm. instantly got me out of my head and eased a lot of my own tension and just like, yeah, life is really good. It's about what we notice. Absolutely. It's all about attention and the interpretations that we have, the stories we keep telling ourselves. There's so many golden nuggets that we can keep talking for <laughs> a long time. Uh, but I've got a last question for you. So this podcast is titled You Can Be Unstoppable. So what would be your three top tips to rediscover and embrace the unstoppable part of us? Mm, wow. I mean, the big giant one is start looking for something every day, one little thing that helps you learn to love and accept yourself. Mm. I mean, when we say, oh, learn to love and accept yourself, it sounds so overwhelming. So let's not say, oh, learn to love yourself right now. <laughs> but how about you take a step every day? How about you appreciate the body that you live in? Um, how about you appreciate the fact that you're good at your job or that you're good with your kids or that you're mm. creative and create beautiful things? How about give yourself some credit? Because we often, we so often, in our minds tell ourselves how bad we are or how we fell short or how we made mistakes and not all the good that we've done. So I would say that's a number one step to learning to be unstoppable is learning to love and appreciate yourself in little bits every day, a little mm -hmm. bit, but you know, put a sticky note on your mirror <laughs> and remind yourself. So in the morning or the end of the evening, you know, what is something that I love and appreciate about, appreciate about myself and make yourself think of it while you're brushing your teeth. Um, just so that you start creating again awareness um also you know and being unstoppable definitely i think there's so much energy 
that comes from living in your joy. Mm. Again, the, the vision, the picture of the young child just running and playing and being happy. There's a lot of energy that comes from your joy. You know, when I have to wake up and just go wash the dishes from last night because I didn't get to it or went to bed too late or something, it's like, you know, that you can make that a joyful, obviously, but that's not where I'm, I'm getting my energy. But when I take that extra 10 minutes that I technically shouldn't take and play with my dogs on the bed in the morning, <laughs> I have so much joy. It raises the level of my energy. So learning to live your, in your joy gives you the fuel to help make you unstoppable. Um, and then I think I couldn't, I couldn't not say number three, and some people might disagree, but for me, um, to be unstoppable in the world as a human, and especially as a business person, learning to be compassionate. Mm. It's not just about you. And just like sharing your joy can make you joyful, sharing compassion and empathy for others, realizing that we're part of a bigger picture, a bigger planet, a bigger, a bigger family, um, keeps us humble, keeps us grounded, keeps us connected to people. And that is also, I think, really key to someone who long-term wants to be unstoppable. Those are beautiful lead types. And I absolutely fully agree with the first one because self-love, accepting, learning our, to love ourselves is one of the things I talk a lot. Uh, it's one of the things I've noticed with my clients that we really struggle with accepting and loving ourselves. I absolutely love that steps. And obviously joy, no surprises there. <laughs> So all are absolutely amazing and absolutely love this conversation. So thank you very much for coming. My pleasure. It's been wonderful. Absolutely amazing. And I wish everyone a fantastic day, evening, wherever you are in the world while listening to this episode. And I see everyone next week. And can I give them my little, um, that free joy journal? So that yes, absolutely. Can I can attach sure. just to the description so sure. you can yes, find it. In apps, but if you're just listening right now, or if you can't write it down, it's uh, the free joy journal is at annscotland.com forward slash joy journal. So that's just annscotland, A-N-N-E-S-C-O-T-T-L-I-N, annscotland.com forward slash joy journal. Amazing. Thank you so much, Evelina. This was just lovely. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help all the people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find a link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.